This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. So if you listened to the last episode, then you know that I am recording this right after I recorded the last episode that came out. So um, voice might be running a little um, rough here, but um, so excited for this, ready to go. Um, if you're listening to this, today has come out. Yesterday was Thanksgiving, so hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. And um, now we get to witness Black Friday and all that that is. Uh, so take that how you will. But um, something happened earlier last week. I'm going to have to think a lot about what, ha- what happened when. So like earlier in the week that I'm recording this, today is the 17th that I'm recording this, uh, DJ Wagner wasn't was set to make his commitment. He he did commit to Kentucky, and so number one player in his class going to Kentucky. Shocker, but um, it made me wonder about the number one high school players in the country. Like, where do most of them go, or like what happened to them, or like who are the people that people just didn't notice who turned out being really freaking good. Um, so I decided to do that. I went through four different sites. Um, college basketball reference has the RSCI ranking. So I went to there for that ESPN top 100, 247 sports, top 100, and then rivals.com top 100. And so went through to see what happened to all these guys. And, um, yeah. And all these people below them that end up being really good. So I'm not going to cover everyone who was notable, but I decided to do who's the number one player and who is the lowest person in the top 100 who is notable in any way. So, um, yeah, went with that. So let's go ahead and jump into it. All right, so the furthest back that any of these went was 1998, and that was RSCI. And that was the only site for a while until you get into... Uh, 2003 territory. So it's going to be just RSCI for a little bit, but I will let you know once we get to 2003. So 1998, the number one player in the country was Al Harrington. Now Al Harrington went right to the NBA straight out of high school and, you know, he did pretty well. You know, he's did well with the Pacers, did pretty good with the Knicks, the Nuggets, but they have the best career. No, um, no, the lowest notable person, in my opinion, was number 91 at Dante Jones. He went, ended up going to Duke, did pretty well. He was also on the Pacers for a little bit. Again, Al Harrington had a better career than him, but this is how it's going to go, you see? So we have Al Harrington. The lowest notable is number 91 at Dante Jones. 1999, number one was Donnell Harvey. Uh, I got to be honest, never heard of this guy before, and um, – Looked it up. He didn't, didn't play in the NBA. He played for Florida for a little bit. I've, I'm not sure how long, actually. Oh, for a year because he was drafted in 2000. Um, he was drafted 22nd overall by the Knicks. He played 205 games over his career. So that means he played for one, two, three, well, one, two, three, four. He only played five seasons. Um 
5.6 points per game, four rebounds, and 0.8 assists. Um, not that great of a career. The lowest notable was number 99, and that was Gilbert Arenas, actually. Um, he ended up going to Arizona and got drafted in the second round and um, was doing really good. He earned a big contract with Washington when, because he got drafted in Golden State. Gets a, gets a big contract from Washington and then kind of – I mean, he was an all-star for a long time, all-NBA-type player. And then him and Javaris Crittenden, um end up having guns in the locker room. It's a whole different thing. Also, uh, Gilbert Arenas was injured. He had some knee injuries. But the guns in the locker room thing was kind of a problem. And, um, yeah, so then he would go on to, like, Orlando and Memphis and never really play – that much again. So yeah, Gilbert Arenas a 99 was really good for a while, but then there's some stuff on outside off the court that kind of, kind of threw it off. So yeah, that's 1999 for you. 2000 number one, Zach Randolph, who, I mean, went to Mar- Marion high school in, in Indiana. Pretty good. He also had issues with, bringing a gun to school in high school. But, you know, he got past that. Um, he did it early enough in his career to where people were like, okay, he's going to go to college. He's going to learn from his mistake. I think that's the general um, thing on that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he was an all-star, did really good in uh, Memphis, was really, was pretty good in L.A., Portland, and New York also. But, I mean, the Grizzlies is where you're going to remember him for. Then he bounced around. He went to um, Sacramento, and I think that was it for his career. But he played a long career. I mean, he played until, like, 2019 or something like that. And, I mean, he did really well. I mean, those Grizzlies teams, I mean, he was, like, the guy other than Marcus Saul. So, yeah. So, we have him at number one in 2000. And then the lowest notable... It got pretty high up. Number 68 was Luke Ridenour. I mean, he went to Oregon, and he did fine in the NBA. I mean, he played long, and he played pretty long. So, yeah. No, that's 2000. 2001, RSCI had Eddie Curry at number one. He would go straight to the NBA. Um, had a bunch of stuff where his weight was an issue, and then, like, no one really knew what he – how good he did on a physical or not. Some people say he straight up failed physicals. And, um, yeah, just almost any, like, and like I said, his weight was a big issue. That's the one thing people remember about Eddie Curry is just his weight. So, I mean, he, he bounced around, did not do a lot. Um, number 99 for them, the lowest notable player, was Emeka Okafor, who would end up winning a national championship at UConn, then going to be the number two pick overall and rookie of the year. Didn't do much after. I mean, he was fine. But, um, yeah, I think this is the one where it really showed me, wow, there's a lot of fluctuation in these rankings to where Mecca Oak Ford probably wouldn't have been in the – he definitely would have been if he's 99 in a McDonald's All-American game. But, yeah, like he had a long career and he did pretty well in the NBA. Over Eddie Curry. Uh, 2002, number one, you had Amari Stoudemire. 
I mean, Amari's Amari. He did. He was really good. I mean, rookie. The, he was a first high school player when rookie of the year. Um, did really good in Phoenix. Got traded to New York, where he kind of fell off of injuries. But I mean, he was still the man in New York before Carmelo Anthony came to town. And then that was about it for his career. Um, Lois Noble's number eighty-six at C.J. Watson. Again, he was fine. He he also came out of high school, didn't he? C.J. Watson. Sorry, there's so many I'm gonna. No, he went to Tennessee. That's my bad. Um, and he he went to Tennessee for a long time actually because he didn't debut in the NBA until 2008. That's my fault. Um, why didn't I remember that? But um, C.J. Watson did fine. But again, it was just the lowest notable person. 2003. So here's where 247 and Rivals comes into the mix. Um, the number one was consensus, and it makes sense because it's LeBron James. LeBron's been fine in the NBA, you know. I mean, he he's number two all time in scoring, you know. I mean, he I mean he's number one. he could be number one, but you know, no one knows. I can't even do this bit. Um, LeBron is getting closer and closer to taking the reins of the grace of all-time title. Uh, I think when it comes down to him breaking the all-time scoring record, which he's going to do this year, um, people are going to turn their heads and really acknowledge it, even though people are already saying, well, you know, Kareem, he, he had to play all four years of college. LeBron came straight out of high school. I get it. I understand but that's not what the rule was. You can't just do people do that all the time. And um, LeBron is just, just great. There's no other way around it. I know the Lakers suck this year. I understand it. The Lakers have not been good for a couple years now, but they won a championship in 2020. And now everyone is just writing them off as if they're just the worst team ever. No, they, he can't really surround himself with anyone at the moment. And I think a lot of people also, but, well, you know, LeBron, he's like the GM of, he's kind of like a GM of the team. You know, he picks who he wants to play with to a certain extent. Yeah, but when you have Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook, the guys that you probably want aren't available because you have too much money in cap space. So, yeah, LeBron James, number one overall, makes sense. Lowest notable, I went with three guys who I only recognize from colleges. <laughs> so this might be a little murky for some people. I hope not. But uh, at number 97 was Pat Ewing Jr. Uh, he went to IU and then transferred to Georgetown. Then he got drafted by the Kings in 2008. So, I mean, he did pretty well. Um, Quincy Doobie, <laughs> this one, this one's out there. <laughs> I remember... All right, so I've talked about before how I have all my like all my old Athlon uh, magazines, my old Lindy Sports magazines, my old uh, Sporting News magazines of college basketball, like preseason uh, previews, like season previews. And um, Quincy Doobie was a guy for Rutgers who was pictured every year that he was there, like obviously after freshman year because they it, you're in rarefied air if you get because I got to explain this. If you are on one, if you're the picture that because every team has a picture of the player, if you're the picture for a team, you are the best player. It's you're in rarefied air if you get uh, a high a freshman as your 
uh, picture as a person who was like, this is the face of your team. That's a good way of saying it. I couldn't come up with that. I don't know. But Quincy Doobie, I mean, he was the guy for Rutgers, and then he went to Sacramento. So I think, yeah, he's he's lovable, he, notable. He was 96 in two four sevens, and then Rivals at 98. <laughs> this one is, this is the one where people are probably going to be like, you know way too much about this. And I agree. Um, Sammy Maya. Sammy Maya was the guy at DePaul for a long time. And, um, I don't even know if he made the NBA. He just he was notable enough for me because I've seen him enough times. I mean, he was drafted in 2007 at 57th overall. Didn't play at all. <laughs> um, fun fact: um, there have only been three players in NBA history who are named who went by the name Sammy. One is Sammy Maya, one is Sammy Drummer. They did not play. And then Sammy Little only played for 1970. <laughs> and he only played three games in, for for the Kentucky Colonels. Wow. Um, but for some reason, they wore green that year in 69 and 70. All right. <laughs> yeah, so there's your fun fact for the week. Um Let's move on. <laughs> these 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 players are out there. Uh, 2004, the number one was overall consistent again. It was Dwight Howard uh, out of Atlanta. Maybe not Atlanta. I know he's from Georgia. I don't know if it's Atlanta exactly. Probably a suburb. But um, yeah. I mean, Dwight is. I know people look at who he is now and like compare him to who he was. And they're like, man, he's falling off. Think about who he was, though. This guy was a defensive monster. One of the few players like Arden, like Rudy Gobert, to win as many uh, defensive player years as he did. Um, led the Orlando Magic. I don't care about what you think, how much help he had. He was the man in Orlando, and he took him to the NBA Finals and they won a game against the Lakers, who had Kobe. And all Kobe was thinking about was, I need, I need, well, at that point, it was, I need to tie Shaq. And, and then he teams up with Kobe in LA, and it doesn't work. And um, that's when it kind of falls off for Dwight Howard, even though he was pretty good in Houston. Then you go to Atlanta, and then Washington, and then um, the Hornets. And he just wasn't good. And then he goes to Brooklyn. They just immediately buy him out. But, um, yeah. Then he goes back to L.A. and he wins the championship. So, Dwight's laughing at all of us now. But, um, yeah, Dwight Howard makes sense, number one overall. RSCI, the lowest notable, was number 100, actually, and it was Tony Douglas. Um, he started out at Auburn then transferred to Florida State, and he became the man at Florida State. End up getting drafted by the Knicks. Played, a, I think, a year or so with the Knicks. I know that there was one year I was watching. Um, I'm just one of those things. He played seven years in the league. But um, it, I was watching my basketball playoffs, and I just hit shuffle. And uh, it came up with Carmelo Anthony's first game for the Knicks. And... All that uh, Walt Frazier wanted to talk about was how good Tony Douglas was doing in that game. 
<laughs> like the camera's always on Carmelo, you know, because it's his first game. I mean, it's Carmelo Anthony. He's one of the greatest scorers ever, and he's coming to New York. And <laughs> Walt, Walt Clyde Frazier just will not stop talking about Tony Douglas. Like, man, Tony Douglas is doing really good. <laughs> and I found it so funny enough. And, I mean, he did good. He played seven years. 0-9-10. Let's see. He played. Yeah. I mean, shit. Sure. He, he last played in 2016-2017 for the Grizzlies, and he played 24 He played 24 games. I thought he started 24 for a second. I was like, okay, hang on. Um, yeah, he was the man at Florida State, and um, he got drafted in the first round by the Lakers, but then I know he got – I know he, he started out with the Knicks, and um, he had to get traded at some point. In the offseason, but um, yeah, Tony Douglas 100 in RSCI 247 had number 93. This one might be out there, I don't know. Anthony Morrow, um, a lot of these I'm gonna say he was the guy at a certain school, but Anthony Morrow was pretty good at Georgia Tech. It was him and Rashawn Dickey, they were really good together. That was one year where they had two pictures for uh, the team. I got to stop going by his pictures, man. But um, he ended up getting drafted. He went to Golden State. He did fine for a little bit. Uh, yeah, Anthony Morrow, pretty good. And then number 75 on Rivals was Joakim Noah. Wow. Can you imagine? Because, like, some people may argue, I would say they're wrong, but people would argue that Joakim Noah could be better than Dwight Howard. Um, I mean, Joakim Noah won... One defensive player of the year. He was in conversation for MVP, though. And, um, yeah, I mean, Joakim Noah, he won two national titles at Florida, given he was with Al Horford, Corey Brewer, Torian Prince. Not Torian Prince, Torian Green. I'm losing my mind. Torian Torian Prince went to Baylor like 10 years after (laughs) Joakim Noah won a national championship. But, um, yeah, then he gets drafted by the Bulls, and, I mean, he was fine. Then he gets paired up with Derrick Rose, and it's heaven for him. And then Derrick Rose gets injured, and Joakim Noah really had to carry that team alongside Jimmy Butler. And then Noah would go to the Knicks, didn't really work out, and then went to Memphis. That never really worked out. And then I remember in the bubble when everyone was talking about who's going to pick up who because it was like – J.R. Smith was going to the Lakers because they needed an extra body. And then, like, the Clippers were going to pick up Joakim Noah, and everyone's like, oh, that's the piece. That's the piece right there to where the Clippers are going to win it all. No, no, not at all, actually. Um, But, yeah, Joakim Noah at 75, that's super underrated for me. 2005, almost a complete sweep. For number one, but we'll talk about it. RSCI was the only one that was different, and they had Josh McRoberts out of Carmel, Indiana. So I tend to agree with this. He wanted to Duke for a couple years. I mean, he was the man at Duke, and then uh, he gets drafted later on in his career. He started out – I know he's with the Pacers. I forget who he started out with. Because I remember I went to a game where Josh McRoberts was playing with the Pacers. It was pretty cool because he's from Carmel. Okay, so he started out in Portland. He got drafted second round, 37th overall. And then, you know, he did fine. I mean, for not you're not not great for a number one player in the country. 
But um, yeah, he did all right. Um, RSCI number ninety eight was Darren Carlson, and Carlson was someone. Again, he was the man at UCLA, but he was playing alongside so many good players like um, uh, Aaron Aflalo, Alfred Aboya, uh, Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook, so many good guys. And then he got drafted the same year as Drew Holiday. And, like, Collison was the point guard for these teams. And you're like, man, he played with Westbrook and Drew Holiday, and he still got drafted. That's how good he was. And he started out in New Orleans. He's doing fine. Wins a championship with the Mavericks. Then goes to the Pacers. And it, he was amazing for the Pacers. I don't care what you say. I love watching Darren Collison with the Pacers. And they just retired out of nowhere. And um, that kind of made me sad. But I love Darren Collison. Especially on the Pacers. He was so good. But, um, yeah, Darren Collison was one of those guys where I looked at him for a long time. Like, this is one of the best players in college basketball. Not knowing really what the NBA was and that, you know, the best players should really leave after a little bit. But, um, yeah, Darren Collison, he did pretty good. So, 247 and Rivals, they had uh, Gerald Green as number one player overall. And, um you know, he went he went straight out of high school to the NBA. Um he was he was really only notable for doing stuff in dunk contests until he got to Indiana where he started doing pretty good. He was also in dunk contests in Indiana. But um then he goes to Phoenix and he did really well. Then he goes to Houston. He had a couple games where you're like, man, it's Gerald Green like a really good player, like a super good all-star. Answer's no. But um, they both had him at number one. And lowest notables, um, I also made sure that I picked different players for the lowest notables. So, like, sometimes it could have been Darren Collison would have been the lowest for 2005 for all three, but I decided to go different. So, um, number 85, they had Wesley Matthews, who went to Marquette, was doing pretty good in the NBA. One of those just solid 3 and D guys that every team needs to win a championship. And so, you know, they had him at 85. And number 79, again, this might be out, out there. For me, it was Luke Zeller out of Washington, Indiana. Yes, the brother of Tyler and Cody. No, Tyler's not the oldest. Tyler's the middle child, which is sounds weird because Tyler was the biggest of all of them. But um, Luke is the is the oldest, went to Notre Dame, I think he got drafted by the Suns or something like that. Um, yeah, let me just look up Luke Zeller. Played one year, 2013, and it was with the Suns. Yes. I'm celebrating that. But, um, yeah, went to Notre Dame. Out of Washington, Indiana. Um Apparently on RSCI, he was 34. He's a 34th player in the country, so Rivals was completely different on that. That's the other thing to see how different they these, these are. Really interesting. So 2006 is a sweep, and it's again another Indiana player. We got Greg Oden in the building. He was the clear number one player in the country. There was no question about it. Um I think there was some that had Kevin Durant, 
I mean, if you listen to my Kevin Durant um, special episode, you'll hear there was some stuff to where some people had Kevin Durant, but I mean, a lot of people were saying that it was Greg Oden. Um, RSCI at number 93, they had Grievous Vasquez, who, say it with me, was the man at Maryland. And um, he, he played with the Hornets and the Grizzlies in the NBA. He did all right. Um, number 98 on 247 was Ryan Anderson, who um, was, I don't think he was really the man at California. That was more Devon Harden. Um, that was more his role. But, I mean, Ryan Anderson got drafted way early in that draft, and Devon Harden went to like 35 in 2008. And, um, I mean, he could shoot it. He did really good with the Magic. Um, earned himself a contract with the with the Rockets. I mean, he made a pretty penny off of it. So, yeah. And on Rivals, number 65 was Patrick Beverly. Um, yeah, went to Arkansas. Got drafted by the Heat. And then they just straight up released him, I think. Like, when did Pat Bev catch on? Because, he, well, he started in 2013. He got drafted in 2009. He got drafted by the Lakers. So why... Okay, so I remember what I remember. Okay, I'm remembering my trading cards I have because they had Patrick Beverly on the Heat, so he got traded at that point. But he didn't play until 2013. He played in Greece and Russia, and then he started out with Houston. Oh, yeah, 2012-13, and then, like, the whole Russell Westbrook stuff happens. Um, He's part of the Chris Paul trade, so he goes to the Clippers for a little bit. He was in Minnesota last year. Now he's in L.A. with the Lakers. So um, kind of going full circle with that. Um, this is, I think, one of the few years in 2007 where the number one player is different for everyone. Um, RSCI had O.J. Mayo at number one out of Huntington, West Virginia. Um, ended up going to USC was honestly pretty good for the Grizzlies. And then he tested, well, then he went to the box and I tested positive for drugs like multiple times. So he's been banned from the league or at least for a little bit. Uh, cause I know there's players that can only get be banned for a few years, something like that. Number 92, they had Markeith Morris and I checked Marcus Morris was like 20 spots ahead of Markeith. So, yeah, and it, it's – and Marcus has always been – no. Yeah, Marcus has always been projected higher in everything. And um, they've kind of had the same career, honestly. You could probably put their numbers side by side and you would have trouble guessing who it was. But, yeah, they had Marquise Morris. I mean, he went to Kansas. They hit pretty good, and then he gets drafted by the Suns. And you wonder, is this something going to happen here or are they just going to fizzle out? And then he ended up going on to have a decent career. ESPN, this is the first year for ESPN. They had Kevin Love at number one. I mean, Kevin Love goes to UCLA. I mentioned that before. Gets drafted by Minnesota. Well, he gets drafted by Memphis. It's traded to Minnesota for OJ Mayo. Um, becomes a great rebounder. Like, seriously, one of the better rebounders the game has seen to the point where he got on a, 
you know, an episode at ESPN Sports Science, and um, he, it was so weird. He was boxing out a sumo wrestler to show like how much power he can generate by just being low. And, I mean, it's it's great for basketball players to watch and just say, just see where it's like, hey, if you get low, I mean, you you have all the advantage there, but um. Yeah, and then he goes to Cleveland, wins a championship, becoming like a stretch four. And he's still there, not doing so hot. But that Cleveland team it should be pretty good. Number 72, this one's personal. Robbie Hummel out of Valparaiso, Indiana, went to Purdue. Tours ACL twice. I legit cried the night he tours the first time he tours ACL because I was watching it at Minnesota in the barn. One of the more classic venues you can go to. And, um, yeah, seeing, and at this point, Robbie Hummel <sighs> sounds, I dressed up as Robbie Hummel for Halloween. Like I had multiple Robbie Hummel jerseys. I was wearing a Robbie Hummel jersey. I think when I watched the game and, um, seeing that happen, it was tough. Purdue was like number four in the country. And then after losing him, couldn't do much. He comes back, and then in a preseason um, practice, he tears his tears the ACL again. So he had to wait another year, and then, you know, he does he does good. He gets drafted 58th overall. I stayed up all night to watch Robbie Hummel get drafted. Um, as soon as it happened, I think I turned off TV, even though there was two more picks left. I just didn't care. Even though I think Isaiah Thomas was two picks later, later, but um, it just never worked out. He's been doing pretty good in uh, USA basketball three on three, so have that. But um, Robbie Hummel is a excellent broadcaster. If you haven't listened to him do games, be sure to do it because he's really good at what he does. <clears throat> two four seven at Eric Gordon out of North Central High School in Indianapolis. Um, I mean, he's still playing now. I mean, he went to IU, even though he committed to Illinois, but then he went to IU. And then it comes out that Kelvin Sampson cheated about his whole recruiting. But um, Eric Gordon does good. He gets drafted seventh by the Clippers. And, um, I mean, he's still playing. He was part of the Chris Paul trade, the the first Chris Paul trade. God, there's been two big Chris Paul trades. There's been three huge Chris Paul trades. We'll have to talk about that another time. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's still playing today. One of the better three-point shooters in the league. If you leave him open, you're screwed, basically. So, yeah, Eric Gordon was number one for 247. They had 92. They had Justin Holiday, um, who I think is the worst of the three Holiday brothers. Drew is obviously the best. I think Aaron is better than Justin. But, you know, Justin, he went to Washington. I mean, he's been bounced around the league, but he's a solid bench player. No other way about it. And Rivals.com had Michael Beasley number one overall, which made made a lot of sense back then. It really did. Um him and Bill Walker were really good at Kansas State together. Beasley gets drafted second overall to the Heat. Um, and it didn't really go that far from there. 
I remember when LeBron and Bosch and Wade were coming to the Heat. I was like, oh man, they're gonna team up with Michael Beasley. <laughs> I was, I was so like, if that's the first person I think of, they're gonna team. <laughs> oh man, it's like man, LeBron and Michael Beasley is gonna be <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> oh my God, but um, yeah, they had him number one overall. Number 94, they had Brad Wanamaker, who wouldn't have been notable up until a couple years ago because when he got put on the Celtics like three years ago, he had a long road ahead from where he was because if we look at Wanamaker, he started in 2019. I mean, when you're when you're a senior in high school at 2007 and you don't play a game in the NBA until 2019, you had just had to work and work and work and work. I mean, and at Pitt, I mean, he was a pretty good player. He wasn't he wasn't the man though. That was Sam Young and Dewan Blair. They were they were the guys there. And then I think towards the end of his career, it was like Ashton Gibbs was another really good guy for Pitt. <clears throat> so he wasn't ever the guy, but that doesn't matter in this sense. Wanamaker just worked his tail off. He's a really good defensive player, and, you know, he just knows how to work. So, yeah, Brad Wanamaker, 2007. We have almost a sweep here. RSCI, ESPN, and 247 had for 2008, had Brandon Jennings as their number one player. Um, I forget where he was supposed to go. He committed somewhere, but then he decided to go to play professionally in Italy. To like, I don't know. Guess I guess get his draft stock up. Gets drafted by the Bucks. Doesn't work out at all. We found out a um, thing was last year that his nickname was Pterodactyl. So do with that what you will. Um. RSCI had Draymond Green at number 95, an all-star. Um, yeah, I don't know how you – I can kind of get how you have that, but looking back, you wish you could change that. ESPN had Reggie Jackson at number 94, not Mr. October, but Reggie Jackson, the basketball player who went to Boston College, was, say it with me, the man. And, um, you know, gets drafted by the Thunder, does pretty good there. Um now he's with the Clippers. He's doing really good, honestly. Number 52, they had Miles Plumley out of Warsaw, Indiana. Shout out. Um, it's Miles is like the second best Plumley brother. Marshall was supposed to be like, I think, far and away the best, but it just never worked out that way. Mason has really shown that he's the best. But I mean, Miles is the oldest. So, yeah. Um, you know, went to Duke. I remember when the Pacers drafted him, I was so upset. I don't even know who else we would have drafted. I was just mad that we got Miles Plumley. Um, let's see. Who did they even like draft? Okay, so 2012 at the 26 pick, I was upset that the Pacers drafted Miles Plumley over Arnett Moultrie, Perry Jones. Oh, I probably wanted us to take Perry Jones pretty bad. Marcus Teague. That would have been pretty cool. I mean, he went to Pike High School in Indy. Festus Azili. 
So that was the rest of the first round. <laughs> um, wow. I guess I would have rat. <laughs> That's like the best pick out of them all, other than like a Zeely probably, but I didn't want a Zeely back then. Um, yeah, I don't know. But he's bounced around. So, yeah, Miles Plumley at number 52. And then Rivals had B.J. Mullins at number one. And if you don't remember him, uh, it took me a quick – it took me like a second to remember. It was like B.J. Mullins. Uh, he went by Byron for a little bit. Uh, he went to Ohio State. I don't remember him doing anything, but he got drafted in the first round by the Thunder. And it just never worked out. <laughs> he was on the Bobcats when they really sucked. So, if you remember that. Number 92, Rivals had Isaiah Thomas. Someone who we were all rooting for at one point in his career. I mean, he's at Washington. He hits a big shot to win the Pac-12 tournament. Um, Didn't do much after that with his college career. Um, Gets drafted last pick overall by the Kings. Works his tail off to become, just to be able to play, and then... He's pretty good in Sacramento. He goes to Boston, becomes an all-star, and then his sister dies during the playoffs. And all of us watching the game, it was like the day before a game, a playoff game. Isaiah Thomas, we see him crying on the bench, just thinking, wow, this is this is tough, and he's going to play, and he did Amazing in that game. And, um, yeah, and we were all rooting for him. He's the king of the fourth, you know? And, um, for some reason, it just didn't. They traded him to Cleveland for Kyrie. He was injured. He never got to really play in Cleveland. Then he gets traded to the Lakers to where he really never played. And then he's out of the league, and now people are saying he's trying to come back. <clears throat> I don't see it happening. But, uh, yeah, Isaiah Thomas took the NBA by storm for a month or so. So, yeah, had to give it to him. 2009, I'm going to start going pretty quick here because um, these are more names that people recognize. Uh, RSCI and 247 had Derek Favors as their number one player. Pretty good at Georgia Tech. I mean, he's sticking around in the NBA. He's doing all right for himself. Number 100, RSCI had Derek Williams, who, you know, you don't remember, <laughs> was at Arizona, was the man at Arizona. Gets drafted second overall by the Timberwolves, does a dunk contest, and then just never played that well ever again. He played for the Knicks for a little bit. He's not, he wasn't good. Uh, 247, they had Derek Favors, number one, but they had Eric Bledsoe, number 68. Really had to dig for this one for just to go up the list. Um, someone who at Kentucky, you were wondering, man, why why go to Kentucky? I mean, they have John Wall, and it worked. I mean, they made it to, what, the Elite Eight or Sweet 16 before they hit West Virginia and they just couldn't shoot. <clears throat> but, yeah, Eric Bledsoe, one of those guys who's just been able to stick around throughout the league just because of how solid of a point guard he is. ESPN had Avery Bradley number one overall, and they had Chris Middleton number 82. Man, that that should be flipped. Um, Rivals had John Wall number one, and 
Hassan Whiteside, number 87, which I didn't even know he was ranked in the top 100, but, you know, he made 87 in Rivals. 2010, Harrison Barnes almost swept all the way. RSCI had, had him, and then Jeremy Lamb at number 78. That's, that's about fair. Jeremy Lamb should have been higher, though. ESPN at Harrison Barnes, number one. 96 was Jerry and Grant. Um, Jerry and Grant was a really good college player, just couldn't. He had, to, he had to figure out a different position in the NBA. It just wasn't going to work out. 247 at Harrison Barnes, number one. Shabazz Napier, number 82. Again, a good college player. Yeah, did we really think it was going to work out in the NBA? LeBron said he was a good player at one point and then left Miami after they drafted him. Um, rivals had Josh Selby number one overall. He went to Kansas. Then I remember he was a Memphiser for a little bit, but he didn't do that great. Number 93 was Joseph Young, who went to Oregon and got drafted by the Pacers. He did all right for himself. Um, 2011 was almost a sweep. RSCI, ESPN, and 247 had Anthony Davis. RSCI had Malcolm Brogdon, number 94. That's crazy that him and Anthony Davis were in the same uh, class. <laughs> because Malcolm Brogdon has not been in the league as long as Anthony Davis has. Um, AD, number one for ESPN. They had Trey Burke at number 84. So, um, again, really good college player. Didn't work out in the NBA. Uh, 247 had Anthony Davis at number 70. They had Juan Anderson. And I had to look this up. It is actually Juan Toscano Anderson, who is now known as Stephen Curry's teammate. But, um, yeah, he's notable. He, he's definitely notable now. He's doing pretty good in the NBA. I don't know if it's going to last that long, but we'll see. Uh, Austin Rivers was number one in rivals. And um, number 79, they had Marshall Plumley. Um, I think 2012 was technically a sweep all the way because I think RSCI... I don't know why. I just didn't type rivals. I'm going to assume it was one of these two. RSCI had Shabazz Muhammad and Neurons Noel tied at first. ESPN Neurons Noel, 247 Neurons Noel. And I'm going to guess rivals had Neurons Noel. Um, RSCI had Denzel Valentine, number 88. Again, really good college player. Really good summer league player. Just not a good NBA player. Uh, Number 90 for ESPN was Montrez Harrell. That is actually a pretty good player. Not as much anymore. I think he's trying to make his earn his way back, but we'll see. Uh, two four seven number eighty five was Alex Caruso. So I mean, hey, you know, people believed him in him before. A lot of people say that people don't believe him as much as they should now. I mean, I just don't really get it. Um, number eighty six rivals had Buddy Heald. Wow, but Buddy Heald was like one of the main guys in college basketball and um, had him at 86. 2013 was a clean sweep for Andrew Wiggins at number one. RSCI had Josh Hart at number 94. A solid NBA player. No other way about it. I mean, he got traded for Anthony Davis. So it's pretty good. Um, ESPN, I had two here. At number 73, they had Chris Jenkins, who, you know, is only known for not only known, but he's mainly known for hitting the biggest shot of all time in the national championship to have Villanova win over Carolina at the buzzer. Number 71, they had Christian Wood, who flew under the radar in college for a long time, and now in the NBA, he's doing fantastic. 
Number 87, they had Damian Jones at on 247. And, uh, you know, he was drafted by the Warriors, had some rings. <clears throat> Number 76 on Rivals was Frank Mason, who would be a teammate. They would have to have been teammates of Andrew Wiggins. Frank Mason was National Player of the Year. Again, it's one of those things where just because you're National Player of the Year doesn't mean you're going to be an all-star in the NBA. 2014 was a clean sweep for Jalil Okafor. Uh, number 96 on RSCI was Mikhail Bridges. I mean, he was like one of the main guys on a, on those Villanova national championship teams. And now he's one of the top defenders in the NBA. He probably is the top defender in my opinion. Um, ESPN had Jay Sean Tate at number 28. There was a lot of uh, people I did not recognize in that 2014 ESPN list. I mean, Jay Sean Tate was an all-rookie a couple years ago or last year. Um, Jordan Bell's number 100 247s list. Um, <clears throat> again, he won some rings, excuse me, with the Warriors. Then he got uh, – he hasn't played since – and then our rivals, number 29, was Devin Booker, who flew on a radar until the final four in um, for Kentucky. And then he gets drafted by the Suns. And then here we are. Devin Booker is like an MVP candidate. Um, 2015 was almost a clean sweep for Ben Simmons. RSCI had him number one. And at number 97, they had Mo Wagner. So, again, a good college player. He's, I guess he still has time in the NBA. ESPN had Ben Simmons number one. Uh, 97, they had Luke May, who hit the, <clears throat> excuse me, hit a really big shot against Kentucky to beat them in the Elite Eight. And let's see, that was De'Aaron Fox's freshman year. That was, that was 2018, I want to say, 2017, 2018. And also in 88, they had Aaron Holiday, who I think is the second best of the Holiday brothers. Uh, 247, Ben Simmons was number one. At number 100, they had Terrence Mann, who went to Florida State. And, you know, he's doing pretty good for himself in the NBA. We'll have to see what happens here coming up this season. Rivals.com had Scalabissier, number one overall, went to Kentucky, didn't do much once he hit the league. To be fair, he got he played for the Kings and the Suns when they were just terrible to uh, rookies. Number 88, they had Landry Shamet, who... Went to Wichita State. Sorry, I blanked there for a second. And now he's doing pretty good in the league. I don't want to say great, but he's doing pretty good. Um, RS, 2016, RSCI had Josh Jackson number one overall. And number 74, they had DeAndre Hunter, who was, I want to say, second, the second best player on that Virginia team that won the national championship. But you could say Ty Jerome or I think because I think Kyle Guy is number one overall. But you could say Ty Jerome and I wouldn't blame you. Um, Harry Giles was number one overall player for ESPN. And number 89 was Carson Edwards. So, yeah, I mean, Carson was unbelievable at Purdue. Just couldn't find a good place in, in the NBA. 247 and Rivals also had Josh Jackson number one. 247 had Kevin Herter number 65. Pretty good at Maryland. Not doing that bad in Atlanta. Um, and, and for rivals, they had Costa Santana Kumpo at number 89 and then Robert the Time Lord Williams at number 67. 2017, 
almost a sweep for Marvin Bagley III, who reclassified into this year. RSCI had him number one. Number 99 was Jordan Poole. So interesting enough that um, Draymond Green was one earlier, and now Jordan Poole. ESPN had Marvin Bagley. Um, Luca Garza was number 100. Really interesting there. That's another national player of the year. 247 had Marvin Bagley at number one. And number 59 was Davion Mitchell, who is like, Arden, like Jaden Ivey, is my favorite, and Benedict Mathurin. Got to claim him too. Is my favorite young player in the NBA. I love his defense. Call him off night for a reason. Uh, Rivals had Michael Porter Jr. number one. And number 92 was Corey Kispert, a really good player against Zaga. Hasn't really found his foot in the NBA yet, but, you know, he's just now starting. 2018, a clean sweep for R.J. Barrett on RSCI. They had Luguentz Dort at number 76, who really made a name for himself in the bubble guarding the best players in the league. Hasn't done that much after, but we'll see. Number 89, Jackson Hayes for ESPN. And, um, you know, a guy who's a really good rim protector. We'll see if he can develop more in the future. 247 had Aaron Neesmith at 64. And, um, yeah, I mean, he was pretty good at Vanderbilt. I don't think he was the best. No, he wasn't the best freshman. He wasn't the best on that Vanderbilt team. But, um, you know, he can he can hit some shots. I mean, did the Pacers have him or did we trade him? I want to say we still have him because we traded him for in the Malcolm Broderick, Brogdon trade. Malcolm Broderick, good Lord. Uh, yeah, he's still with the Pacers. Rivals had Sharif O'Neal at number 40, so I had to kind of throw him in. But then at number 36, I had Tyler Hero. So um, someone who I think is kind of overhyped, but you know he did do he did do really good in the bubble. 2019, the year I graduated high school, clean sweep and number one for James Wiseman. For RSCI, number 96 was Jaime Hawkes Jr., who I mentioned last week in the in the episode. And then at number 40, they had Lamelo Ball. ESPN had Kofi Coburn at number 50, and a really good, and I mean really good college player, but. Did anyone pick him up in the league? I don't think so. And number 48, Oscar Shibway. He is the defending national player of the year. 247 had Cassius Stanley at number 37. I mean, he's really good at dunking. He was in a dunk contest for the Pacers. Didn't do much more. And number 93, Christian Brown of Kansas fame, won a national championship. Now we're going to see what he does in Denver. 2020 was almost a clean sweep for number one. Cade Cunningham had the RSCI at number one, and number and number 91 was Benedict Matherin. ESPN had Jalen Green at number one. At number 94, they had Jalen Williams, who went to Arkansas, and now he's in Oklahoma City. And at number 84, they had Jaden Ivey. 247 had Cade Cunningham at number one, and then number 61 was Kenny Martin Jr., who has been doing all right. Rivals had Cade Cunningham at number 56, they had Moses Moody, who I think is mostly known for Kendrick Perkins, just butchering his name all the time. All right, here we go on the home stretch. Number 21, Chet Holmgren, complete sweep for number one overall. And a lot of these players, 
I had to, I had, there was a lot of them I really didn't recognize or not. I found two notable. So I had to go pretty high. RSCI, number six was Caleb Houston, who I think Chad is better than, but he was the lowest notable player. ESPN, number 18 was Max Christie, who got drafted by the Lakers. I don't know if he's still there, though. Number seven was Jabari Smith, the guy who a lot of people thought was going to be number one overall. He ended up going number two to the Rockets. And number 11, Scoot Henderson, who is on the G League Ignite team right now. He's going to get a pretty good contract when he gets drafted next summer. Number 22, we have Derek Whitehead on for the number one on RSCI. He's at Duke right now. And then at number 36, Seth Trimble, who's at Carolina. ESPN at Derek Lively, Derek Lively, who is also at Duke. And number 90, Fletcher Lawyer, who's at Purdue. And he's been doing pretty good. That's not even a bias thing. He's doing pretty good for a freshman in the Big Ten. 247 also had Derek Lively the second. And at number 83, they had Doug McDaniel, who's at Michigan right now. And... For rivals, they had Derek Whitehead, and number 44, they had Jet Howard, who is at Michigan. 2023, DJ Wagner is a clean sweep for ESPN and 247. I could not find the RSCI or Rivals.com leaderboards for these next few years. 2024, Trey Johnson sweeps for ESPN and 247. And in 2025, Cameron Boozer, yes, the son of Carlos Boozer, is number one for ESPN, and I could not find 247 for 2025. So, with that, what do we learn from this? Um, to me, it just shows that there are some really good diamonds in the rough, you know, and just because someone is overhyped at number one overall doesn't mean that they're going to be the best player in their class. There's a bunch of circumstances of this. It depends on what college they go to, even what NBA team they go to, depending on how their career will fall out. Some of it is right place, right time. Some of it is just pure talent and, and or determination. Because I think with these rankings, they just, I mean, clearly they go off talent because in high school, you can't really see how determined one can be. But like for someone like Draymond Green, he had to work his tail off to become an all-star. You know, he was the lowest ranked, at least a, of a notable player in my eyes, in his draft cl- in his uh, high school class in 2008. He was number 95. He had to work his tail off to get there. And that same year, Isaiah Thomas was ranked number 92 in rivals. He was a 60th pick overall. He was too. He was always determined to be great in the league. And so with that, appreciate these lists because it will show you like, hey, here's someone who I have to watch out for. Here's someone I need to watch out for. But go back and look at these lists like five years later and see how different it is from how it really turned out. It's impressive. It's incredible, honestly. So... Yeah, go ahead and do that. Check out all of them, RSCI, ESPN, 247, Rivals. Go back and look at all of them and just see, man, and they really got that wrong. Man, they, man, they, this guy isn't even on the list, you know? So it's just interesting with that. So with that, like I said, I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving last week. 
Uh, I'm sorry that my voice went a little hoarse throughout this, but like I said, I was doing a two for one today. I uh, recorded two episodes same day, so my apologies for that, but I really wanted to have an episode come out during the week to where I wouldn't be able to record. So, um, yeah. Hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at DFHard00, and I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.